to a new episode of Real Bearded News. And as you can see, we're talking about Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Now, unlike other critics who have been bashing the movie for what it was and what it is, I'm not going to do that. I don't get paid to review. I do it because I like reviewing movies because I want you guys to know exactly what it is. So, without further ado, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Now, the one thing that I want to get out of the way is I usually do my reviews without spoilers, but today it's going to be slightly different just because I gave everyone enough time to be able to watch the movie. Or if you guys want to be led by critics, well, hopefully this doesn't, you know, this doesn't sway you away from watching it. I hope it actually encourages, encourages you to actually go out and watch the movie. So, spoiler alert, this is spoiled. Um, so first things first that I want to get out of the way was one of the biggest price points or selling points that Batman vs. Superman had was that we were going to be able to see Aquaman. And if we watch Game of Thrones, which we here at Real Bearded News do, um, we know that Drogo was going to be Aquaman. Now, we only see Aquaman for about a total screen time of about 30 seconds. Me saying 30 seconds is probably a lot more generous than what in reality was. But also, it wasn't like the best scene ever, too. Like, Aquaman looks a little awkward, but it might have been because of the situation that it was in. Um, so, first things first, Aquaman... Not so much in the movie like we were hoping for. There's a scene where there is nothing but water because we are in Gotham Bay. And we see Kryptonite go into the water while they're fighting Doomsday. And we're hoping, or at least I was hoping, holy crap, this is going to be where Aquaman comes in and kicks some butt. But no, it was a completely failed opportunity. So... Number one, Aquaman was not really in it. Number two, um, so it is a good movie. Um, if you guys are Man of Steel fans, then you're going to really enjoy Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, there was a lot of story content in it. There was a lot of a lot of dialogue. And me personally, if you're going to have a lot of dialogue, it should be able to progress story in some shape or form. I felt a lot of the dialogue that Batman vs. Superman had in it really wasn't progressing the story the way that I hope it did. That being said, Wonder Woman didn't have much of an introduction in it. It also didn't have a lot of reason as to why Wonder Woman was there. They explained, yes, that Lex Luthor had something that belonged to Diana, but aside from that, it really didn't have much in it. That being said, um, they did play very, very little. They had opportunity, but they didn't play a lot with the Wonder Woman-Batman relationship that we know and that some of us have loved from some of the um, some of the comics and some of the animated series. I would have loved to be able to see Wonder Woman and Batman not necessarily start a amorous relationship but definitely hint that they liked each other especially wonder woman since we see that wonder woman 
is the one that always pursues Batman. That would have been awesome to see. Um, I loved, loved the Doomsday fight. It was so good. Um, this movie didn't suffer so much of like way too many villains in it. It had the right amount of villains. One of them being KG Beast was part of the the villains that we know. And if you guys watched um, Assault on Arkham, where you have the Suicide Squad, you know that KG Beast is one is the very first character in that movie, in that animated movie, to die. So KG Beast was in this movie. So maybe there's going to be some type of tie-in for Suicide Squad, or at least towards the end of Suicide Squad, since we know who are the characters in Suicide Squad in the current moment. Maybe towards the end we're going to have KG Beast actually be part of it. That will be pretty cool to see too. And then we're going to start tying every DC movie together. Um, in case you guys are wondering, this movie... I guess you can say it doesn't take place in the same timeline where Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight series takes place. So Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, and um, Dark Knight Returns. But uh, one thing to look at is that this Batman is a lot older Batman. It's a Batman that has been retired. It's a Batman that is exhausted of fighting the fight because of everything that he has seen so it is a good thing to note there and I love it that that's what they showed um, this Batman is about 45 years old and he's been out of the game for quite some time he was fighting crime for at least 20 years is what they said so this is the dark Batman, a Batman that we've never been shown on screen before. So that was pretty cool to see. Another thing of Batman versus Superman was that I really disliked was Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor was a child having a tantrum throughout the whole film. And it's not cool to see because if we ever seen any Superman show or even the Justice League and we see Lex. Lex, yes, he's a crazy person, but he's also a genius. And they did show a bit of geniusy on behalf of Lex Luthor, but for the most part he was a child having a tantrum and that was pretty upsetting. Uh just because they could have done so much more with what they were, what he was. And um, it could have been a lot better in that aspect. Lex Luthor being a child, having a tantrum. And I don't think Jesse Eisenberg was the best uh, choice to be Lex Luthor. To, if, well, for what they went and what they, the finished product was with Lex Luthor, yeah, he did a great job. But if they could have... Having Batman as a serious Batman, an older Batman, and then having Superman being... You know, also kind of like older as well. It kind of, he didn't really fit in for me. Uh, but the greatest things that were in there was a couple of cameos that we heard was Major Ferris. Right at the beginning of the movie, we have um, one of the photographers, one of the famous photographers that we see in the Silver Age of Superman. Uh, he gets shot. He was a CIA agent. Um, we also see in one of many of Batman's dreams or dream sequences like they're being called we see 
Darkseed or Darkseid, however you want to call him. Um, we don't necessarily see him, but we do see the Omega symbol as he's standing over a desert. Um, now, if you guys are pop figure collectors or you've seen pop figure collect um, pop figure dolls in any location, Walmart, Target, Barnes and Nobles, or whatever it is that you frequent, and they may have them, you might have seen Nightmare Batman. Now, this is the Batman that we see in one of Batman's dream sequences, and this Batman was pretty cool. Um, not only was he a little dark, but Superman was also dark. Uh, we see Darkseid's minions, his flying minions, come in and attack a group of Batman members of the family, I guess you can say. Um, and then Batman was attacking Superman's soldiers, which was pretty cool as well. But then they get captured. And once they get captured, Superman comes in. And we've seen this in a trailer where Superman's soldiers bow down as he's walking in. And this is a little bit touching base in the um, Injustice Gods Among Us world where Superman is basically a bit of a dictator. And he actually kills both of Batman's groupies or henchmen right that were actually right next to him. Um, and basically seems like he's about to kill Superman. Uh, excuse me, that he's about to kill Batman. And then on top of that, we also have another dream sequence where we see the Flash in his armor. Uh, and he basically goes in between dimensions and he states that he came too soon, but that he was right about Superman. And this basically causes Batman to get out of retirement, have that suit, and start training. in Kind of like in a Rocky montage-ish uh, way. Start training to go ahead and fight. Uh, Superman, and that was pretty cool too. Uh, and but, and I guess I'm doing a good thing, bad thing kind of comparison here. On um, the down note was that the fight with Batman and Superman was amazing, but what stopped it was Clark saying, "You know, he has Martha," and that kind of shook Bruce because Martha Wayne is his mother, and him saying he, they have Martha. Um, it kind of broke his concentration, but it was the simple thing that stopped the fight. And it was like, there could have been so much more in it for it to continue or for it to stop, not just a simple name. And I, and I guess I understand why they did it, um, because saying Martha or maybe if he would even say Thomas, uh, it basically reminded him why he became the Batman. And what was he doing? He wasn't doing anything right. He was aiming to kill this being. Um, and that's not what Batman represents. So I guess, yeah, it was a good thing. It kind of reminded him why he became the Batman. But it wasn't the greatest either. Another cool part about this movie was, the, the like I said before, the doomsday fight between Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. It was just amazing. Uh, yes, if you know anything about comics, you know that Doomsday kills Superman. But we also know that he comes back a lot later. And we do see the black and silver emblem of Superman on his casket. Which I thought was pretty cool. Because we know that he that's how he comes back. With a black and silver suit. Um, one cool thing that to, to note is that when we had the Nightmare... Batman sequence, uh, we do see 
when Superman does kill both of Batman's army, I guess you could call them members, uh, he did say, he did touch point on how Lois was the one. And now that Lois Lane is dead, you know, and he kind of feels angered towards Batman. So I'm guessing that is basically hinting towards when Joker fools Superman in killing Lois Lane, which in turn, Clark basically blames Batman for it because he had many chances to stop the Joker and he has never stopped the Joker. They also touch point on Flashpoint Paradox, which is one of the animated movies. And it was just a lot of cameos or tips of the hat to different uh, universes, which was pretty amazing. And that's kind of what makes Batman vs. Superman really, really good is the fact that they were able to incorporate all these characters and all these worlds in just one movie. And now the movie does run, run a little long, but it was really good. It was filled with action and it was filled with a lot of information that if you are not a comic book lover or you don't follow none of the comics, it might fall short to you and you might find it a little boring. Um, I love the comics and I love a lot of the animated series that has come out and a lot of the animated movies. Um, and even I felt that sometimes the dialogue was just unnecessary, which I call the Man of Steel syndrome because in Man of Steel, there was a lot of dialogue and a lot of aspects of the film that could have been broken down into three parts, uh, especially since Christopher Nolan was part of it. I feel that he had something to do with that, um, kind of building the character of, I don't want to be the hero, I don't belong to, I rised up to be the hero and it failed, and then I still need to be the hero, it needs the world needs me. Um, that's kind of the Man of Steel, the, the Batman uh, formula, but it worked because it was three movies that it took to get to that point. Man of Steel was an hour and a half or so uh, with the same concepts, but it failed because of a lot of dialogue. And I guess we as consumers, we're just so spoiled that when we go to watch a movie, we don't want to see a very mundane aspect of the world, which is... We interact with people by talking. We don't automatically go ahead and we have two differences and we fight to the death about it. Or we don't have aliens coming into our world constantly trying to destroy us. So Man of Steel was very mundane in the sense of finding himself and a lot of conversation. And we they, they really wanted us to connect with Superman, which is a character which is hard to connect because he is an alien and he's all-powerful. He's almost omnipotent when you really think about it. Um, so Batman vs. Superman had the same formula of, I don't want to do this anymore, being Batman, and Superman saying, um, I need to do this because the world is not that great, it's not perfect, so I need to do this. Um, but it was very mundane, there was a lot of conversation, and basically exactly how we communicate with others, right? Um, so even though the fighting was left towards the end, it was still a very mundane aspect of the movie. So if you take that element out, if we start not being, I guess, for the lack of a better word, spoiled in regards to I want to see a superhero movie and I want to see ass kicking all around, then yeah, this movie was great because it it had story in it. A lot, maybe some of the aspects didn't really progress story, but it helped you understand the character. And if you understood the character into a deeper sense, then the dialogue did promote the story. Um, and it did progress the story. So in that aspect, this movie was really, really great. 
Um, so when it comes down to a rating for this movie, I will give it a four out of five. Now you must be thinking, you just said a bunch of great things about it, but I also said a lot of negative stuff. And we do live in a world where, um, as consumers, we are spoiled. And the mundane aspect for me personally, um, I could have used a little less. Or if you were going to use that, then create some type of story for Wonder Woman. Create some type of story for other characters. You don't have to give them a standalone movie to introduce them properly. Um, so the reason this movie does not get a f you know the full star or a whole star to make it a 5 out of 5 is because, first of all, Aquaman was one of the greatest selling points for this movie. And we only see him in the movie for about maybe 30 seconds. Um, and for me, that was pretty disappointing. There was a couple of scenes in the Gotham Bay where you could have used Aquaman and that would have been great. Uh, number two, uh, seeing the the Batman, the excuse me, the Robin costume, seeing the Robin costume with the Joker-esque writing on it could have been a lot more explained. It could have had a whole different arc where we could have gone into maybe in a later movie um definitely would have been great especially since suicide squad is coming in um if this is uh tim drake that becomes the joker then that would be great and it would have been a perfect perfect segue into the suicide squad because we know we're going to see the joker in the suicide squad um considering the fact that marvel movies have caused us to stay at the end of the movie to be able to see what's coming up next they could have used that at least for a Joker cameo. Um, and that would have been really great. But there's nothing at the end of the movie. So don't stay there for the extra 10 minutes of credits. Because you're not going to see anything. Uh, number three. Um, they could have been a lot more clearer with the dream sequences. I felt that at one point when the Flash comes through. You really couldn't see his face. And there's a lot of assumption of who that person was. And of course being comic book nerds we know that it's the one of the only people that could go through dimensions and back in time is the flash uh barry allen so we assume that that's the flash in his battle armor and if you played injustice gods among us then you have seen a flash in his armor um and it basically is the same thing uh we do get to see the flash just as a person standing at a convenience store when someone's going to get robbed we do see cyborg and we do see Again, this is where we see Aquaman and Diana. So that could have been explored a little more. Um, but aside from those small details, I think the movie was great. Uh, and it's definitely worth watching. It is not nowhere near as bad as The Room, which has a 33 uh, Rotten Tomato rating. It should never be that low. Quite honestly, if these critics are... Yeah, they're making a career out of it, and I'm just a podcaster, but... It's a very unfair grade that this movie has. Um, this movie is a 4 out of 5 movie. If I was the curator of Rotten Tomatoes, then I would probably give it an 85% uh, rating. Um, like I said in the beginning, I don't get paid to do this. Uh, most critics get paid by people, and they swing their vote depending on how it is. Uh, and if they want to criticize me because I said that, then that's okay with me too. But... Either way, four out of five, go see it. It's definitely worth your money. Um, it's definitely worth your time. If your kids love Batman and or they love Superman or if your boys like Wonder Woman or your girls like Wonder Woman, 
this is definitely a movie for them to go watch. Um, my kids stood sitting throughout the whole movie and they were highly interested regardless of the large amount of conversation in the movie. So that's my review, guys. Stay tuned for there are other movies coming out real soon and I will do definitely reviews on them. Uh, stay tuned for next week when I try to battle a monkey off my microphone. But don't forget to like our Facebook page, Real Bearded News. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Real underscore Beard underscore News. Uh, don't forget to tell your friends and share our podcast, guys. Thanks, and take care.